0: Welcome to the 7th episode of the 3rd season of the Plebs on Footy Podcast. I'm your host Rory O'Kane and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham.
1: That intro wasn't as high energy as your first take. Your first take was the best I've ever seen from you, but you <laughs> we, we forgot what number it was. We can go again
0: hey. if you want.
1: No, 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 we're not going again. We're not going again. It was fine. Uh, overall, as a trend, your intros are getting better. So yeah, I'm happy know. with that. The we, energy we, is increasing. We
0: started hyping ourselves up a bit more. Um, we, we're playing our own theme music. We're welcoming ourselves onto this... Uh, it's a high energy thing. Into the it's studio, good. onto the stage. And uh, no, it's really improved my game, I think. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is I'm a little puffed now from a bit too much uh, dancing to the music. But we'll push through. It's okay. okay my uh, fitness okay. space is increasing every week. <laughs> You're such a flop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you'd be a pretty happy man this week. I saw you on Saturday night. This is the was... first
0: time we've both been happy all year, isn't it? I mean, I'm fairly
1: happy. I'm th- mostly happy about the fact I caught a tip up on you, and you're terrible at fantasy. So, you know, I've yeah. still got most of I think you, it but...
0: needs to be said that you caught a tip up on me because I forgot to tip the first yeah, game of no, the round. Okay,
1: that's your problem, mate.
0: I, I agree it's my problem. I take full responsibility. Just don't think it was anything to do with your brilliance.
1: How terrible are you at fantasy, though? And what, what are you now? I think record? I'm the
0: third, two, two and, and five, five. Oh, and I'm the mate. third top scorer in the eight person league. Six, well, I've lost five in a row. Six and one,
1: I am. Six in a row. Victories on the board. Just just keep just keep winning. It's got so Victories doesn't matter. We just bring in Jimmy Harms and he. I'm pretty plays much well. going to
0: wipe the site clean. Everybody is for sale. So, open call.
1: <laughs> I'm getting Petrarca
0: from you, mate. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. But anyway,
1: we're getting on to everyone's favourite segment. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore. You Gold yourself jacket.
0: have said that we don't get any new listeners on multiple occasions. At least
1: I'm being positive. <laughs> <laughs> the line in <at> Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Who gives a shit? We give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. A lot better this week. Footy was a lot better this week. We had a lot of good games. Well, and-
0: we had a... Do we have a tie that you decided by... Uh, I've lost the word, but do you, the tie that you decided, or did you change it so it
1: was a one point? Ah, uh, look, I've got, I've got a good, good formula, but I haven't yet figured out the way to split a tie. Uh, so I ended up just going with what I used to do and just going with my gut. Um, and I, I did lean on you a little bit there. Yeah, Once yeah. there's a tie, which is I'll get not some what you usually do. But one that's,
0: it, that's the extraordinary circumstances that we were forced to <laughs> Only only
1: if I desperately need it. So one this vote the,
0: This is what the formula has done to this podcast. It, we are not a cooperative uh <laughs> Exactly, to... it's
1: the finest edition we've ever had to the pod. But one vote out uh... <laughs> What's the point? <laughs>
0: What? That wasn't the point of what I said. at all.
1: One moment, you've written down Western Bulldogs defeated Gold Coast by seventy-two points. That
0: was definitely, what they scored. It was nine points. <laughs> I knew it was nine points. <laughs> uh, uh, we've gone off the rails. Push through, push
1: through. This No, sh- it is. This sh- shows that we've had a, uh, we've had a pretty good week of footy. This was quite a quite a close game, It we wasn't the worst quality game I've ever seen. Um, but you know, it still still sneaks in for a vote.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, both these teams are on three wins now, and given most of us would think they're all pretty, both pretty ordinary. Uh, it says a lot about the schedule that both of them played. But yeah, it was a fine game. Yeah, uh, standout performance by Jack McRae, but Taste. nothing really else to take away. Given probably the three best players. <laughs> on both sides, we're out in we Bontepilli Lynch and May.
1: Yeah, it's a it, it's a good it's a good win for the doggies with Bont out At the last minute. That would shake you up a little bit. Yeah. Um. But I do want to spend a bit of time hyping up McRae. Like, I mean, obviously we like the fella. We went to school with him. He's he's, he's not a bad fella. And jeez, he, he's playing well at the moment. He's he is, actually he's
0: really really elite right now. His composure with the ball is what I think taken him to another level because he's averaged 20, over twenty six touches for the last four years. So, and he's been pretty consistent. He's, he's, always, he's at,
1: always been a good, good user yeah. of it. It's, it's just it's just gone up to that next level. Yeah,
0: he's a bit more arrogant in his ball. It used to be what Dusty did last year, where he was just like, I can pull off any kick. McRae's starting to do that with these long, raking, centering balls that are perfectly weighted. And that kick is probably the most devastating kick in football. It's hard to compare him to Dusty in any other sense. Oh, <laughs> but, absolutely. But
1: from a kicking perspective, I can understand. So it's good talking up McRae and... Uh, Good win for the Doggies,
0: and they're not nearly as bad as you thought they they're were. are pretty bad. They're not great, well, they're not we'll as bad as... Just, Wait, they won
1: three games, Just keep right?
0: talking, we'll go through who they've beaten. I think they've beaten Carlton, Gold Coast, and who was the other one? They beat Brisbane, or was it Essendon? It was Essendon. That's the three teams they've beaten.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not brilliant. I don't think they're a great side, but you, you honestly thought they were just the pits. You thought they were awful. They're still pretty bad. They're not great. That's Do
0: you think they'll be better not. than bottom six?
1: I, probably around 12, around the top of the bottom six. See, I
0: think what's changed is we've realised Essendon also suck and St Kilda also suck. That's what's yeah. changed since my initial impression of them. I don't think they've gotten much better. I mean, just, yeah, but there's still a clear, suck. like, sort of five teams or below them, I
1: think. So, they're, they're all right. They're all right. But anyway, two votes I'm a little bit disappointed with. Two votes Melbourne defeated St Kilda by 39 points.
0: I don't know why you're disappointed this. This is a good sign for
1: you. Yeah, but I, I wanted to talk about it, mate. I, I, <laughs> mate, access all areas. The first five minutes, they just they went straight into DC Kilda. They hyped that's us they banged us. Yeah, Barrett's a
0: sycophant who misses Gary Lyon and wants him back, and he's gone off to Fox Footy now. What? And that made him decide he, yeah, to that's talk why about Melbourne? I'm talking
1: about <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, when the there's a little bit too much hype around Melbourne at the moment. It actually is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, they're talking about we're building momentum. All of a sudden, they said, oh, I think they're definitely a top 16. We've beaten St. Kilda and Essendon in the last two weeks. Yeah, and that yeah, Essendon a, game was... I don't reckon you can really draw much from that game. Both teams
0: were awful. Yeah, five, four and five day breaks exactly. as well. Exactly. And to be honest, you had a pretty ordinary start to the season. Like, you were quite disappointed with how you played. I
1: still think we were a lesser team than we were last year. I've seen no... So I, I suppose the one positive is we're starting to beat teams we should beat
0: now, which yeah. we didn't do last year at all. Just a bit of mental strength and you make finals last year. If you've got that this year, it's a welcome addition, even if you don't think you've made some other steps forward that you're hoping to. Well,
1: I, I think we're... In terms of actually being faced with challenges, I think we've been worse than we were last year. Last year... The tough games, we drew out our best footy, and we looked like when we we're playing our best, we looked like we were really, really competitive. I haven't seen that yet this
0: year. So. Yeah, a little bit. I think is probably because you're missing your captain, who is a player who really could could, goes to those. Could moments. be back. This I week. did hear that. Is he going to come through the VFL or straight back in the ones?
1: I'm kind of I'm
0: hoping through the VFL. I reckon
1: if it were in Melbourne, he might play. But we're in. But are you league? playing
0: Gold Coast? Yes. So wouldn't? You, isn't that practically a VFL game? Oh, well, the other argument, the other
1: argument is we won't need him. We'll just get the wind done yeah, get true, the and We can just sort of build him in into VFL form. I, I didn't realise how important he was to us. I really, I thought we had enough depth in the midfield that we could handle yeah. one or two midfield injuries. But he is a different midfielder to the other midfielders we have. He brings us accountability, leadership, hardness,
0: intensity.
1: Yeah, and we we have really missed that. So that'll be a big in, as was Tom McDonald. He's been a big in.
0: He's allowed Jesse Hogan's role to not take so much away from your structure him being in means that you still have an outlet even when Jesse Hogan's yep. up the ground and I think that's massive for Wiedemann the... as well at the moment is not playing too badly and no, Peddo he... would be
1: very stiff not to be in yeah why why isn't he? I, he's older I think that's a major factor with it that they want Wiedemann to be better um I think he's a better player, and every time he plays, he competes, and he's really important for us. So I'd, I'd prefer to have him in, to be honest. But Wiedemann's improved a bit. I Actually, on the weekend, I actually thought a couple of times, I thought he was Petrarca, which shows that he's put on just a little bit more size.
0: That's and a lot more size. The, 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 no, but there. the, the,
1: the once you properly looked at him, you're like, I oh, know, he's a lot skinnier. <laughs> but there's a little bit of the way that they stand. and Interesting. Wouldn't have happened last year at all. So he, he's improving and
0: good on him. Uh, for St Kilda, though, that's enough Melbourne talk. It's a gold jack, green jack game. Let's move on. Uh, St. Gilda just still suck. Is there anything else to take away? I'm being upset that Paddy McCartin might have another concussion.
1: This this is definitely not a new take, but I, I have never seen such an obvious problem with skill errors in a team. I, I'm always yeah. someone who's very much of the opinion there's some other reason for why you're a poor kick. You're not mm. setting up well in front of the ground, you've lost Don't confidence, etc. But my God, some of the, they did have targets a lot. And some of their skill areas were awful. And kicking for goal was awful. I, I don't think I've ever seen it to
0: that level. And they weren't all difficult misses either. There was a lot of gimmies that oh, they just Absolutely.
1: absolutely. And it, it, it wasn't just paired kicking. It was fumbling as well. Yeah. It, 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 they really did look like a rabble.
0: Yeah, they were c- criticised for their skill level last year. And it's gotten worse. And oh, for sure. That is staggering. They... How it wasn't addressed and focused on. They have to hope that Caulfield and Clark are very good ball users and they can build around that. And they have to draft for skill level now to address yeah. this. Yep, They've got... Well, they don't have much else anyway. They so have, they, they have
1: a, a little bit of speed. In, yeah. in terms of le- ball movement when they're playing well is quick, but leg speed they have a little bit with Jack yeah. Stephen. There. I, I think he's an absolute star, Jack yeah.
0: Stephen. Their half-forward flank has a bit nippy as well, and that yeah. gives them a bit of a look. But...
1: but most of them are quick and can't
0: kick. So yeah. Good rhyme. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Three votes. Three
1: votes is... We have one very obvious one to give, which was nice. Uh, Adelaide defeated Carlton by 55 points. So to those teams, we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Mate, really nothing at all to come out of this game, Right <laughs> like, honestly, I mean people are just bagging Carlton, there's always a little story that they'll, people will just bag Carlton a little bit more, but you are flogging It's just
0: Carlton have enough fans that if you talk about them, it'll generate a little bit of interest, I think that's the entire reason they're getting talked about now, because there's nothing new to learn about Carlton. Mark Murphy's back in a week or two, that'll give them a little bit of, a little bit of more... Impetus and a bit more structure and stuff, but there's not much reinforcements coming. There's not a whole heap that they're going to improve upon dramatically this year outside of effort in contests and stuff like that. There's not, I don't think we're going to see dramatic growth from a lot of players. It's going to propel them to being towards mediocre for this season. I think by the back end of the year, we'll be able to look back on everything and
1: say whether something has changed or not. I think by the end of the year, it will be interesting yeah. again to see whether they actually have made some changes. When the players have come back in, they have actually improved. Yeah, that's fair. But at this present point in time, they have an injured list and they're not a very good team. So,
0: yeah, they're just, a bit harsh to get stuck in. Well, not harsh. It should all just be stuck goes games at this point. There's no
1: point watching them. They're a gold jacket, green jacket would side. Would you say right they're
0: now. irrelevant? I definitely would. Ooh. That's
1: why they got the votes, Matt.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, let's move on to the... Uh... More relevant football then. Mm. Uh, we had... Well, I was quite surprised by the margin of this one. Geelong defeated GWS by 61. And given I accidentally tipped GWS, very disappointed in the results. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Would you have had any, any inkling at all to have tipped them before the game? If it no, not really. I didn't think it was impossible. I, I tipped Geelong and I quite can't yeah, Geelong. Yeah, when
0: Cameron was out and when Delidio was out, I was like, no, that's no chance, really. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a good win by Geelong. They've... Their forms a bit patchy at the moment, and I think that's because they've got they're relying a bit too much on kids in certain areas. But mm-hmm. I think those reinforcements, unlike Carlton, are coming. Ablett's supposed to be back this week. Uh, who are, uh, Harry Taylor will be back reasonably soon. No idea what's happening with Lucky Henderson, but whenever he comes back, that'll shore them up as well. Although Jack Henry was very good. He looks like they found a kid with that one. Yeah, yeah. He's young, but he reads the ball very
1: well. And he, he plays to an important structure. He's a, he's a young player. He comes in and he's given a chance.
0: Yeah, so I have a question. GWS, are they poorly coached? Are you willing to say that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I still think we talk so much about their talent that they have on their list now. And I think Leon Cameron has to take a lot of credit for the fact that he's developed that talent to the point that it is, it's at. And I don't think it's as simple as he was just given a good list. Yeah. And now we can't get okay. it to be that good. And we have such high expectations of them. It's crazy. The last two years they made prelim finals. And we've just got this expectation that they're just, just should be unbeatable. But I mean, that just doesn't happen in footy. And at such a high level of footy, it's, we're a bit harsh on GWS. Yeah,
0: okay. Did they play below what they should have with the players they had out of the park? So, accounting for their injury list, should they have been that bad?
1: Two years ago they were a better side. Last year they did have a very, very interrupted season with injuries. And, yep. and it's happened so far again this year. Twenty sixteen they would they were stiff. Like they they could have definitely beaten the Bulldogs. And then they would have had a real chance to
0: win the grand final. Oh, I think that I would have had them as favourites. They'd beaten Sydney the week before. Yeah, exactly. Or two weeks before. So you're you think that it's just the injuries and the the outs have had that are causing form like this. I no think, I think it's a definite
1: it. factor. but I think, I, that, I think it's a
0: massive factor.
1: I, I think the most important thing is that we do have way too high expectations of GWS. And I know I've been part of that. I know
0: I've been part of that. Yeah, Burnham, you did agree with me when I said the that. I know, yeah, but that's
1: looking unlikely now. But it does come to a point when you're like, this is a very, very competitive competition. Yeah, and no one can be that good.
0: And they probably have the third best list in the competition as their injury list. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I do think their ball movement has stopped. And that story is getting a little bit of traction. Yeah. People are questioning where the Orange Tsunami is going, saying they've got too much grunt in now, and it's uh, not not the same. They don't have the <laughs> flair and skill, but that's just people nitpicking. That's so,
1: that's so media, isn't it? Yeah. Last year, it's... Too skillful and I love grunts. You put in a bit of grunts and now they've lost their skill. But you you had a lot of hype on Whitfield at the start of the year off half back. You thought it made him better in their ball movement. Looks like you were wrong on that front.
0: Yeah, no, I think he as a player <laughs> he is bet- he betters their ball movement, but he's really, bloody good. He is. He's playing I think he's probably gotten better at Freo, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but Whitfield just is almost a lone hand in a lot of ways to mm. bring the ball out of defence. He's also playing a bit higher the last few weeks. He's playing sort of the back shoulder of a pack rather than across half-back a little bit, which is frustrating me because I was hoping he'd be a defender in fantasy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I still think if they use him properly, he would be mm-hmm. elite and he would give them tremendous amounts of drive. But At- they're not setting up avenues for him to really hurt the opposition. He doesn't miss kicks or anything. That hasn't changed. Yeah. It's just the kicks aren't the options aren't there to damage.
1: And I I think this week the problems with their ball movement would have been shown up more than normal because I think Geelong are very very good at stopping tackles and skinny
0: ground, which constricts the ability to switch. So there's a few factors why that was a bad situation for GWS. But I still think it was worse than it should have been. I think some responsibility has to on the coach because I think it's been worse than it should have been for a little while now
1: a top four team should never really lose by 10 goals no. so that, that, that's a problem
0: Richmond lost by 10 goals for St Kilda last year yeah that was and, and that Adelaide was lost to defini- North by 10 goals last year <laughs> that was a
1: definition of an aberration that Richmond St Kilda won that was yeah that was looking,
0: back, looking back on that one now that's you go absurd. what <laughs> they
1: literally just one week of
0: the season they didn't turn up Yeah, that was
1: so consistent for the rest of the year
0: uh, but let's move on. Hawthorne on defeated Essendon by twenty-three. You had this pretty close to gold Jack Green Jacket. Why yeah. did this matter?
1: Well, I mean, predictable result. Not a particularly exciting margin. Uh, there's a little bit of a story to come out of it because I think we are. I still think, whilst I was saying with Carlton, we're just beating the dead horse. We know what they're like at the moment. There's no point hyping it every week. I still think with Essendon, there's still just like an underlying yeah. little hope about them Look, and so every week just more and more things, my god, Essendon are actually really bad
0: yeah, speaking of teams that are underperforming and should it's be better than they are seriously yeah. underperforming, their talent level is way higher than the output they're getting from it and again, I think this one's on coaching Warsfold does not seem to have a plan in place for their ball movement outside of yeah. the switch and when it doesn't work outside of a switch or a kamikaze run up the guts by a either McKenna or Saad that seems to be the two avenues to goal at the moment and it's just not working consistently enough for them to put on a winning score I, I
1: find Walsfold really hard to place as a coach I, I think we both of the opinion out West Coast he's incredibly overrated on what he did there I think yeah. he had an unbelievably good list and should have got a lot more out of them than he did so when he went to Essendon, I thought, I, I don't rate him as a coach. I agree. Um, last year, I got a bit of... Th- they, he, they were playing a clear brand yeah. of footy. It was exciting at times. They looked like they had a lot of ability. And I thought, maybe I was wrong on him. But they look really lost out there at the moment.
0: I think he's probably got a couple of things he does quite well. In that I think he gets performances out of play. I, I think he... Essendon haven't been inconsistent, I don't think this year and I don't think they were particularly inconsistent last year they're electrifying at their best but they never didn't really show up and I think he gets that out of place I just don't think he's got the tactical mind to really build his place up to more than what they are look at Geelong some of their list you go how have they made the last three prelims you look at Richmond you definitely go that was an incredible achievement with what they've got you look at the Dogs, it's the same. So many sides have been built up to more than what they are by good tactics. And I don't think Walshfield has that in him. I thought
1: they'd be more inconsistent this year than poor. Like They've actually been consistently quite poor. And I, I looked at their list and I saw... We talk about talent. There's different types of talent. I looked at it and I saw X-Factor talent, exciting mm. talent. And that was the thing that worried me. Was I thought they'd have some great weeks. Then they wouldn't turn up other weeks. But at the moment, that X-Factor talent is... Consistently not defending and consistently not playing to a structure.
0: And yeah, so
1: they're not they're not a great side. What's
0: what I find interesting is that I think Devin Smith's been legitimately good. He has. He's been. probably been one of their best players. Might be leading the best and fairest, but yeah, yep. all metrics by now. I think they've missed Orazio Fantasia, so he's been out, so they haven't had that yep. X factor talent. I think Saad is what he's always been. He will go on these long runs, but go missing for long periods. He doesn't get the ball that much. He's a good one-on-one defender, but he doesn't really impact the ball outside of those brief moments of pure excitement and joy. Stringer is exactly what he's been the last two years and not what he was the year before which I, I think is a real disappointment. I still think Stringer's been better than I thought he would be, but
1: I had quite low expectations of him.
0: Yeah. Um, and Tip is another
1: one who's been well down. On his he, he's he's
0: actually dropped more than pretty much anyone else on that list, I yeah, think, yeah. in terms of, out of that X-Factor lot. Like, there's the obvious with Merit's not being that great, Daryl has not being that great, and we'll get to those because we've got a little segment coming up, but uh, I, I just think the excitement talent hasn't actually been as bad as what, I think they core of their list has been what's been letting them down
1: yeah yeah. yeah. I don't think I Hooker going saying. back
0: has worked even though everybody was screaming about it for so long they just don't have <laughs> one any... week
1: it worked and everyone's like oh it's, it's genius yeah play. and then we
0: look at Anzac Day and they have no one to kick to yeah. because Hooker's back as well yep. I mean they overpossessed the ball in the half back line like Goddard and Hurley get the ball ten more times a game than they should, and they're they all just, they're all just switches. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like it's wonderful for your fantasy side. It's terrible for trying to win a game because yeah. it just it's too patient. Just leaves teams too much time to set up. I get that it's a strategy for playing the G because it's wider and you want to use that width. But their home grounds Eddie Hat, which isn't that wide, and I don't understand why they've implemented this game style. Mm. Yeah, uh, I guess we should move on to Hawthorne though. They're just good with that being great. That's where I am.
1: Yeah, uh, they're pretty good. They're, they're a very well-drilled side. They did lose to North, what. though. Yes, all right. What? You? I'm agreeing with your
0: <laughs> thesis that we're not that good. They're like, I don't think you can be that good and lose to North. I don't think we're a good enough side to beat you, unless you're only mediocre. Do you think Sydney are mediocre? I mean, we'll get to that. But yeah, that's a point we're bearing down the lead <laughs> that. You should have looked at the rundown for.
1: I think... Look... (laughs) I
0: I think there are a
1: few teams who are standing out at the moment in the way they're coached defensively and the way that they're drilled. And Hawthorne are one of those teams. So, they're quite a good side, but they're not... I don't think they're flag contenders.
0: No, I don't think they've got the talent to get them over the top. When games are tied, I don't think they've got enough people that can break another team's talented... another team's tight defence. Yeah, I think that's I good. think You've probably got... You know, Tom Mitchell's not going to break it, but he'll chip away at it and weaken it a lot. And mm-hmm. that's a credit and a skill into itself. But it's really like Bruce, it's Isaac Smith, it's Amir when he's up and about. Yeah. There's not a whole heap more than No Cyril, Cyril like, at the moment. No Billy Hartung, hung up. <laughs> he wasn't getting picked anyway, but... <laughs> 83 games in four seasons, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're good with that being great. I... I think fifth, uh, ten is where they'll end up. And I think I don't think they'll the be the that. back
1: end of the top eight.
0: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's move on. West Coast defeated Port by forty-two. This is a pretty big result. They keep rolling along, don't they? I think we have to say West Coast are pretty good.
1: Uh, I'm not
0: quite there. They have had five of seven games at home, or something. Yeah,
1: that they have had a they have had a really good
0: run, and they did only beat Carlton by ten points. So you know, yeah, there's a couple of. Uh, Pieces of the puzzle missing, but I think some of the stuff they're doing is vastly superior tactically to what they were doing the year before. Yeah, I think they're running the ball a lot more than trying to just kick it. I think Gaff being more inside has really helped them and filled the gap left by Pretis and Mitchell, who weren't actually that well performed the year before, but were in the roles that were probably the most important midfield roles. But winning beating Port without Chewy, I think, is and beating Paul that is a really good without player. Chewy is incredible because he's one or two midfielders you go yes you belong in any side
1: where is the talent coming from though I mean in previous years we have had concerns about the fact that they don't have that X factor
0: talent that Essendon have
1: Willie Rioli's given a bit of it Ryan did no longer
0: he'll be back in a few weeks he's not dead Scott <laughs> no but I'm talking about the way <laughs>
1: yeah. they're playing the like, I think just Jack step Darley up from playing her step up from Darling.
0: Uh, I think their ball movement off the halfback line is improved a lot. It's and it's mostly Hearn. I think it is mostly. There's him. also you've got Petrocelli come in who's just. Yeah. quick There's yeah. a couple of players that put around the side that aren't going to be high possession winners, but will do things that will change moments. And when you have enough players that will change moments, they add up and they win you games. And this that's what they've been doing most of the most of the year. I and think, Nick Nat is just tremendous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Nick Nat's the biggest factor of the moment. And is Scott
0: Lysett's nearly as important.
1: <laughs> I have a little bit of a concern with the fact that I think a lot of this lift is coming from players who have traditionally not been that consistent or that good across their careers. Yeah, and like I don't know if it'll last. But the they're informed. been
0: super important but he doesn't travel well and they haven't travelled. Yeah.
1: So. They're informed. They have belief. They've had a really good draw. they got through to a grand final base in a good draw before so it's hard to criticise. Yeah. But
0: And to be honest I I believe that belief and being in good form, if you get it at the start of a season, it can really spiral into a very good season all the way through. I think we've seen so many teams that have started well, and with that cushion, have been able to just keep going and get on a roll, and they've just overperformed where we thought they were going to, and I think it's so often because they've started well and they've got their tail up, yeah, yeah. and I think that's probably what's happened with West Coast. Yep. It unfortunately didn't happen with North in 2016 But we'll leave that as the exception that proves the rule Port Adelaide are
1: very, very frustrating They're extremely frustrating <laughs> I, they, I think they have everything that they need to be a really good side And I, I don't really know what it is that's missing I really don't
0: the only From a is...
1: perspective, even from it's not, Maybe it's not consistent effort But gee, there are games in which they're really brave
0: I, Yeah, I, that's true It's, it's odd it's They're really probably odd. an inside midfielder short. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of. They got wines, but who else really? That's why more of... not
1: being any good as. Herland.
0: Yeah, Ivid's more of a runner. Boke has been taken Ebert's out of that role. Like yeah. a guy that can mix it both sides, but what he's elite at is his endurance and his ability to spread and be a pretty useful player because of his height and his overhead marking to do that. They got Westfield of Westfield Westoff. <laughs> We're not going shopping. Uh, we got Westoff, who is playing almost a pseudo midfield role. The rich oil man. He's just been an up and odd down. player his whole career. He's floated around. But yeah, but he doesn't add anything to your contested game. No, no. Like not. Charlie Dixon's probably the best, second best contested ball player. Like, so what do you do?
1: Put both back in the middle?
0: And to be honest, I don't understand why he's not there. He's lifting up a lot playing forward. But before. they have a lot of half fought options. That is true. And, yeah, Robbie Gray is so good that he can play inside midfield, but... He's been playing more mid this year, and he's been... He's been tremendous. But he's so good at pretty much every aspect of the game that, yeah, he can play inside midfield, but you probably want him being more damaging and doing just as much work on the outside. And if he's forced to be an inside midfielder and using fast hands to release runners, I don't think those runners are as good as what he is. So I don't understand why... Boak isn't being put in that role I think Rockliff will probably be put in that role When he comes back Because I don't think putting him as a half forward's a good idea Because what's the point of having him and Boak doing that Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's definitely true He has
1: to be inside midfielder Rockliffe When he comes back but yeah, like He's been he up the Australian half forward
0: yeah. flanker But that was half Because they put midfielders Yeah,
1: in 100%, he's, n- yeah. he's not a half forward flanker He never has been
0: but yeah, uh, let's uh, take a quick break to have a segment, Scott.
1: Oh, that's exciting, mate. Oh, you remembered no. this week. I had to remind you last you time. You
0: did, you did. But no, we're going to the Cane Corns Call of the Week where we uh, take take a couple of approaches. We, one, look at a pretty ridiculous call from the media that we think needs to be Which always out. exist. There's yeah, always them around. to be honest, it's always about cutting it down. We uh, That's the difficulty. <laughs> uh, and then we make one of our own that we think is uh, a bit brave, as we'll call it, because yeah, yeah. we uh, got a bit of user feedback Saying that we shouldn't say we think they're wrong. <laughs> I like our, our cane corns this week. Yeah. Okay. This is this is your baby. I'll let you take it away. Well, the
1: talking around, firstly, like from a personal perspective, around Jesse Hogan supposedly diving. But then I reckon all the other ones as well. It, that's unbelievable. None of those were dives. Rance was a little bit. He, he, he exaggerated a little bit. The problem with Rance is he has a bit of history, so mm. it's, it's not fantastic. But Hogan's, he literally got pushed in the neck no, and he, fell over as a result.
0: He got punched in the neck. He's <laughs> like, don't sugarcoat it. Carlisle should have been suspended. That punch hurts. If he oh. have you been punched in the throat, it really hurts. <laughs> I don't know if he should have been suspended. It's high and it's intentional. By their own metric, it should have been Suspended.
1: The Scott Thompson one as well. And you know, I'll take any opportunity yeah, I can this, to rip this, into A North and B Scott Thompson. This
0: opinion actually shocked me when he first told me it. I was like, this, you, you're agreeing with me on he this.
1: Just, he got bumped in the back when he wasn't expecting it. You know what happens when that happens? You fall over. Yeah. T- of course.
0: And yes, he went down like a limp lettuce leaf, but he does that all the time. And But I honestly I don't think he, he, don't think he even exaggerated
1: it. I, I don't think he did, and I definitely, definitely don't think Hogan did. Sometimes they just need no, to Hogan's bite looked, their
0: tongues a little bit. the me, yeah. Hogan's looked shocking from behind, but even because from it looked behind, like he'd, been punch, he'd just been pushed in the chest.
1: I went at the ground, I saw it on the big screen, and you couldn't see the second, the second yeah. jab. And I thought, okay, that does look pretty bad. As soon as I saw it on replay, even from behind, you saw the arm coming across. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that hit him with quite a bit of force, and he fell backwards. I think it, geez, they overhyped it so much. Yeah, yeah. and I think a lot that of them is are regretting them either, it.
0: So we'll give them a pass. <laughs>
1: they are regretting it, but yeah, not, no, I'm actually not, not too happy about that
0: one. No, of course, A personal attack on your personal hero. So not surprised you're a bit up. Well, in one arms. of my personal heroes. So let's move on to yours. What are you bringing to the table here, Scotty?
1: Well, I'm going to say something I very strongly believe in. I don't think Tom Hawkins should have been suspended. I think that's absurd. And just to make it a proper Kane Corn's call, I think the umpire should have been deported back to Ireland, mate.
0: See, you are all about restricting the <laughs> Irish diaspora. You are all about sending people back to where they came from and mostly Irish people. <laughs> they can well, all just go back it? to Ireland, mate. Oh, which umpire was it? Was he actually... I have op- no idea. But I think but he was a Max. So <laughs> if, if he was Irish,
1: I've done pretty well.
0: There. <laughs> but
1: he actually shouldn't have been suspended. I think it's absurd. I, I think you can knock out... The idea of actually doing something to an umpire, actually pushing an umpire, being aggressive to an umpire. I think you can get rid of that by just, if anyone does that, you suspend them for a season. And I think that would happen. But if you tap someone with no malice, there was nothing in that at he all. He
0: didn't tap him, he pushed his hand he, out of the way. I think oh, he, he, he didn't
1: push his hand, he tapped his hand.
0: Pushed his he hand tapped out of his, his way. hand down. I think he should have been suspended. I don't think there's. There is the idea that he thought it was another player is ridiculous He's looking right at the umpire I don't buy any of that I, don't I just
1: don't think it was a problem I don't think that's a bad thing for the game Do you think it would be an issue if He was having a laugh with the umpire And patted him on the back as a laugh?
0: No, but that's I reckon, what happened But I
1: reckon he would have got suspended The way people are talking no, about you it just, you cannot touch That an umpire. has
0: happened in the AFL I've seen that happen. People, people
1: have already been running backwards and have ran into an umpire and got fined. Yeah, for it. when That's was the absurd. last time that
0: happened? I don't think anyone's like run into an umpire for a while, is that? Yes, you see it all the time. The umpires go flying, and it's hilarious. It, it's just,
1: it's just ridiculous, over the top rubbish. It's one. He wing. tapped a guy's arm.
0: Yeah, the umpire Without was telling him up. it was fifty, and he slapped his hand he, he went, "Oh,
1: come on, Nathan, tapped his arm down. No, he. That did is not a
0: problem." No, send him back to is, Ireland. This is wrong. This is a uh, cane corns in the real trolling spirit of the uh, No, I actually believe that. I actually believe that's wrong. Yeah, so we're ready for mine. As not we, really. As we said, as you kind of gave away, I don't think Sydney are that good. I think they are not really a top four material side at this point.
1: That is not a cane corns call. They're not a top four material. Go, go
0: harder on it. Well, anyway, they're not top six. Not
1: top eight is what I reckon you should go for. That's a proper cane corns call. Right,
0: we'll say they're not top eight, but I'm not being held for that with any sort of accountability. So it's a real cane corns call.
1: Because we all said it last year. <laughs> I said there's no chance I might be out
0: last year. But they just nothing seems to work for them at this point. Like I, I don't I'm, I don't know what they're good at. They're not anywhere near as dominant inside as they have been in the past. And without that, yeah, they've got Buddy to come back, but I don't think he's going to be enough. To really ride the ship Don't forget A week ago They had A
1: bloody Bloody good win
0: Yeah against They had a run of 13 Clearances out of 14 Against the team that Leaks the most That has a bad Clearance differential And leaks the most goals The team
1: who beat GWS by 10 goals This week
0: Yeah You know why They beat GWS by 10 goals? Because neither team Had a Ruckman Sydney have a Ruckman And they took advantage of it But when they came I'll never
1: disagree With your statements About the importance of Ruckman So Continue
0: (laughs) But, like, North have been a bad clearance team in the league so far this year. And we haven't had a tough schedule, so that is probably pretty reflective of where we're at. Yet, we beat them in the contestable and we beat them in the mm. clearances. That is a bad sign for Sydney. regardless. That is, for Sydney, That that is very bad. Because yeah, re- they base their game around, they exactly just think they'll win it every time. Regardless of, yeah, it was only two points. They didn't have Hanbury and uh, Buddy. Fleet. I don't think we're a great side. To For us to get over them because they couldn't score and because we beat them in the contest is a really bad side for them. Even if Buddy comes back and addresses that somewhat, every time they, he's in the side, they criticise them for being too Buddy-centric and hampering their scoring. This was... I didn't catch this game. It was a low-scoring
1: game. It wasn't a contested ball slog of a game
0: yeah I, it absolutely I was
1: and I did have a concern earlier in the year although I saw this as a good thing about Port Adelaide the Port Adelaide Sydney game was 100% the game that Sydney wanted to play it was a contestable yeah. game well
0: this was the same all and the commentary has been North beat them at their own game yeah which, which North that, that, shouldn't that be able to do that that doesn't
1: happen with Sydney so there, are yeah there are definite concerns
0: for sure uh, look I don't actually think they'll necessarily miss the top 8 but I don't th- it's not out of the realms of possibility they're not considerably better than Collingwood or... You're not in the top eight, are you? No. They're not 10%. consider, And like, yeah, North will probably drop out, but there's going to be another side, I think. Hmm. And it could be Sydney. They're eighth. Yeah. But I don't think they're great, and I don't think what they do well is... Or what they used to do well is working for them anymore. They still set up defensively well, but don't think they've got much else.
1: Well, I don't know whether this is a good segue into the next game, yeah, given <laughs> it's Sydney. pretty much or whether we, last we just wasted it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. So we won by I said 68 again. Sure, having a good time. I have not done the rundown. Well, you're distracting me while you're doing it with your nonsense calculations. Uh, <laughs> nonsense! But yeah, you love the formula. We we def- we North defeated Sydney <laughs> by two points, and it was a glorious evening.
1: Okay, uh, we've ripped into what well, we talked about Sydney. I will let you have a
0: little bit of time. I want to share this uh, occasion No, no, no.
1: I already talked up Brad Scott a couple of weeks ago. That's too much for me. No, it is not. I've done too much. Let's talk about
0: Mason Wood. If he fulfils his potential, he will be a star.
1: I have very spitefully talked about him being a good player before. And I was very surprised that he was having concerns earlier in the year. Because he he has a lot of talent.
0: He is an unbelievably good looking footballer. Yeah, he's a sexy (laughs) player. Uh, I know, don't like was, him but he's a He was player. incredible He Kicked straight on a night When no one else should have No one else could To be actually honest 68-66 to 66 Is not a representation Of the quality of shots Both sides had It probably should have been At least 80-ish each If not 90-ish mm-hmm. Because there were so many Sitters missed by both sides yeah. And I think that calls in For me that questions The veracity of The heart on touch Really deciding the game there were so many other opportunities that both sides had to decide that game, to put it down to that one. Nah, you shouldn't moment. have won
1: it, mate. You shouldn't have won it.
0: We were the better <laughs> side. I watched the replay. I did my research. And I think that calling that moment as deciding. Of course I did. What else was I that's going to do? That's what I'm on saying. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think calling that as the deciding moment of the game solely is disingenuous and takes credit away from us.
1: Uh, but that's, the, that's what we wanted
0: to do. Yeah. All right, let's talk more. <laughs> Jed Anderson might actually oh, be a good player. It, he's not a great player, mate. He will. he's gonna get there. He's gonna be a good two way running midfielder. Ben Jacobs is a star. Just is, just a star. He's so good. He had twenty nine touches on the weekend. He's nuts. I love that man. He's the reason we didn't win the flag in twenty sixteen. <laughs> Jai Simkin, also gonna be a star. Uh... Ben Brown showed a trick. Played went in defence and took contested marks. Did he it, now? Yeah it was actually oh. pretty interesting. It was like, because no one else could reach as high as him. You know when Ruck take marks because no one can reach as high as him? He did a couple of those when... Maxwell going on all big. the time. Yeah, yeah. which uh, doesn't really show you any defensive prowess other than you're taller than everybody, but it was good to see him do that. And, yeah. Oh, Robert oh, forward bits. God, it hurts me to see
1: that smile on your face. It's
0: just a fun, fun game. You won't football. last it won't Sean last. Higgins is a star. He is an a great midfielder. So is Ben Cunnington. That's two.
1: Nah, Cunnington isn't. I'll oh, that's a concession that Higgins
0: uh, is. Yeah, too late. Can't take it back. He might.
1: He might. The, the way he's playing this year, he, he's, he's an not great. Right? He hasn't been consistently. And you're wrong about, about
0: Higgins. To be honest, head butting myself against your brick wall is frustrating. So let's just move on. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to treat North Melbourne with the amount of respect I show Melbourne, and actually talk about our, our teams. You a reasonably unbiased opinion but you know if you want to be a grumpy bastard that's okay. I like
1: being a grumpy bastard banjo it makes me happy. Oh it's really sour.
0: Anyway, Richmond defeated Fremantle by 77 seven points. No, oh, they're so good. It really It's is not good. fair. They're
1: actually so bloody good. they are so far ahead of the competition it's not funny.
0: No, I'm not to them that. I am. That's too much.
1: I am. the way look, the one Michigan.
0: hope is that they peak too early but like they lost to Adelaide by four Six goals, and they got beaten in contested possession by 48 that day.
1: They have been completely dominant in every other game. And God, Adelaide would have been fired up to play them in the grand final. Yeah, but
0: you don't think if they get to a big game, Adelaide's not going to be fired up to play them for the same reasons?
1: I think they had an extra motivation in that game than Richmond had, based on
0: the fact that they were the losing team in the grand final. Yeah, I agree. But I think that happens regardless. Any game between those two... I think Adelaide's going to be more. But no
1: team, there's no other team who consistently destroys sides like Richmond are
0: doing at the moment. No, and like, yeah, that's a and really And that, that, is, that is a
1: sign of a good team. They bury teams who aren't terrible. Freo are not a terrible side. I agree. And they embarrassed
0: them, they made them look dreadful. I 100% agree. The only thing I would say is that they played one side from the top eight of last year and they lost. They are playing unbelievably good football. But I think it's too early to anoint them surefire premiers. Somebody has to... I'm holding
1: on to the hope they peed too early. But aside from that, right now, like it's Richmond and then Daylight.
0: I think, yeah, you'd have to say that on form. But I don't think, when it comes down to it, I don't think they're going to be that much better than Adelaide. West Coast, if they play them in West Coast, could give them a real shot. There's a few sides that I think are not going to go down without firing a shot. And... That I hope you're hope.
1: right. I hope you're right, man. I very much hope you're right, and I did make a bet that they wouldn't finish in the top eight this year. Yeah, it's probably time to, to
0: pay out on that one.
1: But you know, I'll hold on to it to the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not guaranteed yet. They're only six and one, or six and one. Yeah, oh, that's nuts. <laughs> Is this a terrible just, sign for Freo? Like my they had... side, anyway. Is this a terrible sign for Freo? Given they had pretty much their best three players play well.
1: It, I don't think it's a terrible sign for Freo for the same reason that last week Collingwood were beaten by 50 points. The week before we were beaten by 50 points and we were actually talked up as a result. So, Frio aren't as good as us and Collingwood, I don't think. They're not, I don't think they're that far off it. But obviously they'd be disappointed with their performance. But they have been better this year with their ball movement. Richmond completely stopped ball movement and mm. they did it for three out of four quarters. Frio. Got on top for a quarter, but they didn't look great. They didn't look great. It was, it was a poor day, but I don't think it's the end of the world.
0: Okay, follow-up question. Is there a way to actually beat Richmond? Is there a tactical structure that you think that will give them a run for their money?
1: That's going to be really, really interesting throughout the course of the year. I, I, I feel like there might have to be something a bit wacky that comes out to do it. Mm. I every, every time you watch them... Team, it seems like there's not There's never a switch on, and there's never an option down the line. Like they just, they either you've got to beat you've got to beat them in the contest. You have to, you can still yeah. score from clearances. You can do that against Richmond, and you have to win at the contest. But in terms of transitioning, it, they look very, very hard to get through at the moment. And I feel like they have to be some. I don't know what. I'm not a coach, but I feel like there has to be something
0: wacky going on to get around it. And it'll
1: be exciting to see if someone can bring
0: that out. Yeah, I think there's a few things you have to really shut down because there's certain things you just won't be able to stop from. You're not going to be able to stop their pressure. So, what you have to do is stop their intercept marking off your rushed kicks forward. You have to try and limit that. And you try, I think you have to beat them at their own game. I think you have to win the territory battle, which is unbelievably difficult because they're so good. Yeah, you're pushing right. Pushing the ball back it, it up.
1: It starts, you have to
0: win the clearances. You have to win the Do clearances. A but then you also have to make... Because they rebound unbelievably well. Oh, yeah. It's a, oh, yeah. It's something we don't talk about enough. But their rebound is fantastic yeah. because they've got runners on the half-back flanks. Their wingers run really well. And their half-forwards run really well because they're midgets.
1: And the other way that they're... Like, I talk about how well-drew they are defensively. The way they are around a contest is brilliant as well. Yeah. They always have they know they always have that circle around the outside and someone will go and win the ball and then there'll always be just numbers on the out and then they'll break away and then they'll run into space.
0: Yeah, they never overcommit. Never. And they've got the That's talent incredible. to win enough of those balls to make the fact that they haven't overcommitted lethal. Mm-hmm. And it just they're incredibly well coached, which is an amazing turnaround from where they were two years ago. Yep. So, yeah, that's enough of a love fest. Let's move on. Collingwood <laughs> defeated Brisbane in the game that saved football by seven points.
1: That's what we say. Buckley wasn't too happy about the game. He thought it was a disgraceful, shocking defensive
0: performance. And Look, it was. i probably agree with him. <laughs> but that doesn't make it bad football in my mind.
1: That's the thing, though. It technically
0: does. It, the, the
1: reason why coaches do this is it gives you more chance to win the game. So on that basis, it is better footy. It, it is a higher quality footy.
0: Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yes and no. It's not a higher quality spectacle, which I think is a lot of what, people, what people actually argue, value. But, but,
1: is that a problem? Is that is like I think it's another added thing to the game that it's now very very tactical, and it wasn't back in the day. Back in the day, it was a bit of a joke. Really, people just yeah. ran wherever the hell they wanted. That
0: would be all well and good, and that would. Probably be appreciated more if anybody bothered to assess the tactics of teams and look at what they were doing and how they were stopping them, other than, you know, a show on God knows what hour on Foxtel. Yeah. Like, that's the only, there's no real in depth analysis given to what teams are doing tactically. And I think because of that, that's probably the driving force behind it. This being valued so much more than other forms of football. But I do think this was an excellent game, and it was helped a lot by good kicking. Ten goals straight to ten goals three. And, yeah, that's because a lot of the goals were over-the-back goals. A few eddies. But I think that comes from a well-worked chain up the field. And I don't think that needs to be sneered at as lessening the quality of the goal. I I think this was a good game in a lot of facets. And aided by the fact that it consistently went back to the middle. Because when the ball gets back to the middle, that's the easiest way to score. Brisbane scored so many of their goals from centre clearances... And so I think scoring begets scoring. And I really think this is why you have to make the most of your chances. Well, if,
1: you, if, if you're kicking straight, it doesn't become that. Just lock the ball in your forward yeah. line for five minutes when nothing changes. But Then that's that's what... They didn't have that sort and of I game, think that's what Back made to it, a clearance. And I think that's what made it, and... it good
0: football as much, if not more than the fact that defensively there was a little bit going on. Okay. It wasn't great.
1: Okay. It was... Collingwood... Uh, the way they've turned themselves around defensively is frighteningly good Yeah. Um, but they've um, I think this week they would have been really really disappointed with the way that they threw that away and Brisbane good on them absolutely good on them. really good signs for Brisbane but I think Colling would be really disappointed with this and then they you know they had enough talent to get over the line eventually
0: yeah and I think yeah, have to commend the fact that they found two guys through their the half forward line that are medium sized forwards that are playing brilliantly for them. Goey and Stevenson, both of those have been... Yeah,
1: I was never actually that sold on Goey I thought there was too much hype on him, but yeah. he's been... And to be honest, really when like I look at him through the
0: midfield, he doesn't look that clean. He's no, he doesn't. powerful without doesn't being clean, and I think that might be an issue on his ceiling, but through the half-forward line, where there's a little less direct pressure on, on him, he, he just seems a lot more sure of himself, and he's a lot more impactful, and he can use his attributes to actually change the game... His overhead marking's pretty good. He can run away from contests. That, I that, think that space helps him.
1: That underground handball that he did for the sealer, that was, that was pretty special. That, that's a really sexy incredible. And then clever. the pick-up
0: from Stevenson as well. It was, yeah. That was sexy. God, I really like Stevenson. I wish I didn't, but I really like Stevenson. This is the
1: first time for the year I think we're really starting to talk up Rayner. Um, I think there's been a lot of him just being okay which is probably a good thing that hasn't been too much hype on him he plays one good game and everyone gets over the top excited but the last, he does look pretty
0: good the last 10 minutes of that game he was probably the best player on the field mm. he was in everything and he was driving everything and he looked like what Dusty looks like you, you see why that comparison's made he was running out of context. for once with <laughs> the
1: comparison makes some sense yeah <laughs> he didn't do a fender
0: or anything that goes. you get a snapshot, you get yeah, a photo yeah, yeah. where you go this is dusty but Just the way he was able to move through packs and just... He didn't have the running backwards while moving the ball forward, which I think is pretty special from Dusty, the way he can just sort of run sideways but still keep the game flowing forwards. that's an unbelievable talent that very few players have. But he was just direct. He ran straight, he ran hard, and he broke the game open four or five occasions in what could have been a match-winning performance pretty easily.
1: They have, they have some talent, Brisbane. And the the old Kane Corns call from last week of they should be 3 and what, 3 and three or whatever it was doesn't look quite as silly because they yeah, could well, have won this they game either. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, let's move on. We're going to top 5. Top 5 this week is the most disappointing players. Just to
1: keep the miserable theme <laughs> from last week going on. Yeah, look. But this was actually quite fun. I enjoyed this one a lot more than bagging teams to watch.
0: Yeah. Bagging players is a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's a sport. It's. Pretty much what every other football show is built upon. So we thought we'd dip our toe in the water. Yep. Take us away. What do you got?
1: Uh, my number five is, a, is an old classic, but this one is very true. Eddie Betts has been very, very disappointing. He has been well below what he's everyone been thinks injured. he is. He was injured for a couple of weeks. He played the first month and basically didn't kick a goal. was injured for a couple of weeks. And he's come back in and been pretty mediocre again. And, and having watched some of those games... It hasn't just been the lack of goals. He's been out of the game for long periods. Although he always, he always has had that susceptibility to go out of the game, but he, he hasn't been impacting it much.
0: Yeah, it's look, very disappointing. I think you got to give him a break.
1: You had the injury. You got to let
0: him work back into it. But yeah, you're right. He hasn't been up to his best small forward of all time standards. So, you know, you you got to... Up to his, you know,
1: borderline top five small forwards in the competition (laughs) (laughs) standards. Uh,
0: Yeah, mine is very personal. This one's dear to my heart. Long-time listeners will know that... I'm very surprised about this. This is a man I love and adore and and currently try to trade (laughs) into my fantasy side for God knows what reason. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Hall. I have him him in mine as well. Do (laughs) actually? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's been horribly (laughs) disappointed. He'd be one of the most... Frustrating footballers in the competition. If we're year after year after year, they've these big things about like, dropping Aaron Hall, he has to learn to play defensively, and he still
0: never does it and then he comes back and racks up 30 touches kicks a goal or two a game and you're like oh well I <laughs> guess that's why he's in but, but the, he still doesn't he do anything defensively drop him,
1: and of course you'd be bloody frustrated with him apart from when he laid 13 tackles in a pre-season game 16, 16 was it <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah he's laid like 8 and 9 tackles in the last two uh, NEFL games so oh no I'm editing that bit out so Kurt doesn't hear um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no I, he's been so disappointing yeah he had a thumb injury early but he's just not running the same way it, it's this man is a footballer I love watching and just half the rest I love the cold Coast but if he was on a side that had actual supporters so much more would be spoken about how bad he's been yeah he had oh, like three touches against the Dockers in round three it was nuts that, that's horrendous horrendous this is a man who he is nearly as he's as talented as he's probably in the top 10% of the most talented players in the competition in the things he can do and he just isn't lifting his weight the way he should.
1: Well, good to see Aaron watch is back on the agenda for,
0: for a few minutes. If I get him on my fantasy side, it's back for the rest of the season, Scotty. <laughs> he
1: won't get picked. Uh, Four, oh, this is actually a little bit personal as well. I'm a bit pissed off at Ryan Benton. He averaged like 85 in fantasy last year, he's averaging like 40.
0: God, he's we've actually been. So fantasy centric <laughs> in this podcast. Apologies, listeners. He
1: has actually been so, so disappointed.
0: He looked good last. In, he's he? not giving them anywhere near the drive off halfback as he was last year, and he's not as composed. He's not moving as well. Is it just a regression? Existing. Yeah. Is it just a regression, or is he, or is this what more closer to what he's going to be for the rest of his career?
1: Ah, oh, that that's a big call. I mean, they, although I put him in here because he has been disappointing, he's still pretty young, and he's still just learning his way into the system, yeah, he's and quite still, often drop off a little bit for a period and they come back to what they were I, I think he'll be a good player in the long term and hopefully it's sooner rather than later for myself
0: <laughs> you're an idiot uh, this one is very personal for me <laughs> <laughs> it's a targeted attack at you this uh, one's very harsh <laughs> Jake Lever. he has been disappointed he's like the, one of the highest paid players in the competition and he's been below average his, key his last three weeks have been very good his last three weeks have been closer to the standard that was expected of him which means he's still disappointing. But there was a high standard expected of him. Yeah. I'm not Let's denying say that. So he's still Tom, a pretty good Would you say, so relative to expectation, he's been disappointing then? Leave him
1: alone. He's playing a very, very foreign role. Solid pun, Scotty. <laughs> very, very intentional, that one. <laughs> like, it, it, it's been pretty tough for him fitting into a terrible defense being expected to be the number one man when he's never been that before. Yeah, no, look,
0: defense. you do have to credit him. He's only been below average and... And he's been weighed down by Sam Frost and Oscar McDonald. So no, you know no, what that's. Oscar's,
1: Oscar's picked up, mate. He's oh, quick...
0: Oscar's picked up as he? He still
1: looks retarded when he's good, but <laughs> he's
0: playing pretty well at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're a new. Let's move on. Who's your three? Well, my three's Aaron Hall, so Okay, we've had that talk. Yeah. Aaron Hall watch continues for another thirty seconds, I guess. Mine's Tom Rockliffe.
1: Yeah, I have him at number two.
0: He's been awful. He's been really really poor, yeah. yeah like... <laughs>
1: For someone who was an excellent footballer for a long time And had the potential to make a very big difference to Port Adelaide Yeah,
0: he's been consistently incredible for Brisbane And he's been completely underrated because he's in Brisbane But he's been a dynamic footballer He's been tough as nails He's done pretty much everything you'd want a footballer to do in that midfield role And he can support, he doesn't have a pre-season, he's got a calf injury and he's playing Sample now. Like, If he doesn't come back soon, it's I guess they just don't think he's best 22. Yep. yep. Which is an unbelievable fall from Grace. This man was an All-Australian. It, it couldn't be. You yeah. know how difficult it is to be an All-Australian while playing for Brisbane? True. It, it Could it be as simple as not being that fit?
1: I, I, I don't think it could be. Because even the very good players of which he has been one... They, when they're not 100% fit, they still play some pretty good footy. Nathan Fife was still pretty good last year and he was working back into his fitness. Like, It's really odd. It's really odd. He, he's just not been a shadow of what he was at Brisbane. I do
0: yeah, I, I, just... I want him to be better. And it just the fact that he's been so poor is just staggering to me. Anyway, who's your two? He's my two. He's, <laughs> he's really is it my turn for my two? It is your two, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone Zach Merritt.
1: That is a pure
0: fantasy thing He hasn't been that bad The way he's dealt with the tag has been very poor And it's been a regression And there's been a clear roadmap to stopping him And for the way he was talked about The fact that he was an all Australian last year The way he's been talked about Throughout his last few few years He has to be better than that And unless he picks it up It's going to be incredibly damaging for Essendon's prospects And he's part of the reason they've been underperforming so far Yes he got a concussion round one But you know after that
1: He's adjusting to the tag He's had a better a few weeks Yeah I don't think he's, nu- he's number two He's been disappointing No doubt about that But number two's pretty big call He, he, he doesn't mean as disappointing as Tom Rockley. He's still contributed Rockwith
0: hasn't That's probably fair but yes He's but in my he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Number one Is this the same? I wonder
1: if anybody's Wondering who our Number one
0: is It's uh, the man who Was picked all Australian over Ben Brown last year It's Joe Danaher
1: And was talked about This year as if he Was going to be Better than Franklin like the, the talk yeah. at the Start of the year Was just ridiculous
0: He was just He was going to be Yeah Carey-esque It was just Stupid
1: He's so confused. He's so low on confidence. He's not even. He's not even contesting. He's now apparently anymore. got osteoides
0: pubis. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And so we so like just like possibly a explanation, but there's so much more going on. The goal kicking just doesn't come anywhere. He's it? not even contesting anymore. That's how low he is on confidence. It's yeah. and he, he is one of those players. There was this breed of tall forwards: Tom Lynch, Ben Brown, Joe Danaher, who at full stretch you just couldn't stop them. There was no key defender in the league. Mm. They could get as high as them. And he's not utilising that at all. No. He's taking chest marks or he's doing hit-up leads. He's not flying for the ball. And he's doing hit-up leads in no-man's land where he can't impact yeah. the game. It's yeah. just... Be, he'll, be lost. All right. he'll be
1: alright. He's got too much talent not to be. But yeah. he's very, very low on confidence at
0: the moment. Anyway, let's get to Poochie's mailbag quickly. And I do want to emphasise Poochie's mailbag. Yeah. We've, well, uh, we've just been calling him the mailbag, and that's... Pretty poor. On it's our a disgrace, heart. mate. Let's give the man it's some very, credit. very good segment. No, not the best, but it's very gonna good. This man's going to give me Aaron Hall, so let's be kind to him. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't hear anything. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Poochie's mailbag. Should Richmond t- chase Tom Lynch, and would he fit into the game plan? Would he ruin what they've got going with the small forwards? It is. A, I, I honestly think it's an interesting, an interesting discussion.
1: I, look, naturally, I'm just saying, like, of course you would go for Tom Lynch. Like, he's just such a good footballer. Yeah, that's I my, my thought. But it, it becomes that thing where all of a sudden you have that star power in the forward line and you no longer have that, that team play that they have where they just share it around. and it, it takes away arguably their biggest strength. But I think I'd
0: take him if I had the option. <laughs> yeah, the follow-up question is, if you had to pay him that much more than Dusty, would that do something to your culture that you no, That would be more adverse to the benefits he brings? And I think that's close to a, uh, or not close to that is a just as legitimate a question, because Dust is probably the second or third highest player in the competition, maybe even the highest. Mm. And to then go higher than him after you, you probably ask players to have to sacrifice to get to that point. Yeah, I think is just tr- yeah, it's just unbelievable risk given these guys will all think they deserve more, and they do because they want a flag. That happens to every club. Every club yeah, gets yeah. a premiership bump on the value of their players. Yeah. Look at their players. Uh, Hawthorne got to trade for decent picks. Like, that is ridiculous. Some of yeah. the well, stuff they got away I, with. because they're premiership players.
1: I thought that was going to be a problem with them, that all of a sudden they get a bit of ego about them. Because they were a lot of random sort of players, and they played to a structure. I thought after winning a premiership, maybe they're going to get a little bit of... Little bit cocky and stop playing to the, to the structure that they used to. That hasn't happened.
0: No, it's been very disappointing. Um, but doing things
1: like that, bringing in a Tom Lynch, maybe it will. Maybe it will hurt that. I don't know. Absolutely. It's definitely an interesting one.
0: How do we fix the goal review system? <laughs> it, review every goal. Actually,
1: <laughs> it's been such a half system for so long. I like the idea of the system, and I think it works well more than people give it credit for. There are still a lot of times where it actually does you get more right decisions than we used to get as a result yeah. of having it. So it's not as bad as everyone says. But the prob- the reason why it's, it's bad is we have it in place, but it's not that good. Like, the technology is not good enough.
0: Yeah. What staggers me about it is that 10, 15 years ago, Channel 9 brought out this slow-mo cam that they did like, oh, this is what we've got. And you could see everything crystal clear vision, yeah, yeah. going a frame a second. It was yeah, yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. and I do not understand why we don't have any... Is it
1: just, is it just money they don't want to put that much into it?
0: If it is, that's terrible. Yeah. That's not the, that you're doing this for a competitive balance. The, the
1: technology
0: exists. It, it is out there. They could have it if they wanted to. And the fact that they don't is negligent in my mind. Yeah. And to be honest though, if you're not going to do it properly, do it for the actual goal line and hitting the post. That's the only things because looking for touch, some of the touches yeah, that
1: does that does annoy me a bit. The amount of goals across the years, which we would cancel out because of that. A lot of the time, when you kick a snap out of a pack and someone scrapes someone's fingernail, mm. I, I'm happy for that to be a goal.
0: Like, yeah, that's the fair problem enough. is if you don't have a hard line, where is the line? Yeah, but I'm like, how much does that finger have to move before it's a just touched?
1: Don't bother with it. Don't bother with the touch off the boot. Once the umpires call, cool, go with it. Like it's.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the approach they probably need to take while they don't have the technology yeah, to actually do yeah, it at the yeah. very least. Yeah. And your last question. Will the current insufferable arrogance of North <laughs> Melbourne fans make the inevitable collapse of their season that much later? Can I just firstly say, there is no collapse coming.
1: That, mate, that question is the light at the end of the podcast. <laughs> that is, cheers me up so much. <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago, when you, what were you, 10-0? Something like that. You like, didn't win a game for the rest of the year. I and one that, that was that was like That was the best season I preferred that more than last year If you were bottom of the ladder I would have preferred that season Because that Was bloody hilarious
0: If we didn't so have we Do it on the flag If you don't
1: win another game For the rest of the year It's, it's not impossible And
0: yeah, God it's, it'd be fun You know what our draw is We've got Brisbane twice Bulldogs twice And they killed the once but And Exeter right, <laughs> Like we're not losing Every single game For the rest of the year ah,
1: It's been disappointing But you know I, I, by the end of the year, I reckon you'll be a flat old man again. No, see, what,
0: what you fail to understand is every part of this season is gravy. I expected us to win, like, six games for the entire year. We've already won four. We've beaten two decent sides in Sydney and Hawthorne. We are so far ahead. The only downside is that we lost to you in a game we shouldn't have because we're better than you. Like, that's the only downside of <laughs> this season you, so mate. far. We We killed you. Everything else... Has been a positive. Even losing to Gold Coast in a monsoon isn't that bad because it was in a monsoon. I just know. Yes, part but of the season. negatives
1: will come. That is the point. of Yeah, this but question. they're not
0: going to overweigh the positives of this season. If you don't win another game for the rest of the year, I think you'll be. a Which we, we've established out. that we're not going to do. So <laughs> stop, stop having fancies <laughs> that just are unrealistic. Okay, let's get to the tips uh-huh. and. But yeah, let's take it away. We still don't have a bet on the line But eventually that'll come And eventually one of us will be bothered to make a post Asking for suggestions And look, I know no one's actually gotten to this point So yeah, I can say whatever I want uh, <laughs> Sydney Hawthorne Hawthorne Sydney I mean at the G
1: I'm looking forward to that game I think I'm going to go Hawthorne
0: So am I I think the Interesting game. wide open expanses with no buddy still Which yeah. I assume is what's happening I think that'll really hurt Sydney. Yeah. Uh, Giants, Eagles at Spo. Giants. Big test for the Eagles. Big test. Massive test. The Giants get Cameron and Lobb back from all reports. That's handy. And that's pretty big in Structure them up a lot better, I think. Having Padden as an actual forward and Cameron in the forward line should give them a few more avenues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlton, Bombers. Bombers. I can't a chance. Bombers. I think the bombers will win pretty comfortably. I, gi- I give I a chance. It'd be oh, so no. funny. Awful. If it's it wet, I give him a chance.
1: Every game they won in the last two years has <laughs> been slow in the wet. That'll be the thing that'll change. It's the great equaliser.
0: Uh, Suns, Melbourne, Melbourne. I agree. I've got a fun fact for you though. This is submitted uh. by my father. You know Melbourne have. You know the jersey you've got with the royal blue. Mm. You have never lost a final while wearing that jersey. Never. Have
1: have, have we played one?
0: No. (laughs) You wore it for four years and you went from playing finals to out of the finals Do we not wear it? The year year after you stopped wearing it. We didn't wear it in 89 and 87. No, last time you wore it was 86. The year after you made finals. All right. So good signs. Good thing you brought it back. We're
1: playing all right in it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Port Adelaide in the showdown.
1: Whew, that's exciting. That's really,
0: really exciting.
1: I I, I don't know what it is. I have this weird feeling that Port Adelaide are going to win it. Oh, free tip. I'm going
0: Adelaide. Um, Dogs, Brisbane. Doggies. Eddie had? Eddie had. Yeah, doggies. If there's no Bond, I'm going to go Brisbane. But if Bond plays, I'll go Dogs. That's quality. You have to tip now, mate. Yeah, so I think Bond's going to play, so... Okay. Dogs. dogs. But if he doesn't play, I'm switching my tip. I'm just giving the... We
1: do (laughs) do a bit too much tip
0: swapping. We do a lot of tip swapping. (laughs) Half the crap we say here is not what we think. Uh, (laughs) We should have said that. Uh, Frio, St. Kilda. Frio. Yes, uh, North versus Richmond at Etihad. So Richmond. you know, real home ground advantage. Richmond. Yeah, look, they're like, a lot better at the G. Richmond, but I think we've got a five percent chance on a good day of winning this game. And if we're within forty points, I take that as a victory because yeah, that'll be that's closer what, than that's you. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Collingwood, Geelong. Collingwood. Ah, I'm going Geelong. I'm going Collingwood Red Side. Interesting. Yeah. No. I mean, Ablett back, hopefully. You know the last time Ablett played Geelong was in 2012? No, that can't be right. Maybe the what? G. Ablett played Collingwood. At the G, was in 2012. Okay. And he had 53 touches. <laughs>
1: that was such a crap stat until <laughs> that last
0: part. Yeah, no, it was pretty yeah. <laughs> pretty bonkers uh, game, though. Anyway, you know, thanks for listening to Pledge on footy. The end of a very
1: oh. unprofessional pod, I would have to say.
0: Yeah. We're not going to edit anything, <laughs> we'll be we, right. No, of uh, course not. Yeah, thanks for listening and hope we we'll see you next week.